Welcome to episode two of the podcast. Today I have a very special guest on with me and we're going to be chatting about sleep, the importance of sleep, our troubles with sleep and tips on how to get better sleep. Um, Before I begin, just a disclaimer, um, if you are struggling with your sleep um, and you need to see your GP about it, please do. This is not a replacement to that. Um, Neither of us have any issues with our sleep per se out of the sort of normal issues that everyone gets so we're just going to be chatting about that but um it's not a replacement for anyone who feels that they do have problems with their sleep uh, so um now that that disclaimer is out the way um me and Priya are going to start chatting about sleep so I think it's probably best to start off with just if we explain where we are at the moment with sleep um our relationship with sleep um I don't know do you want to go first do you want me to go first um, yeah, you can go first if you want. Um, so I um, have always had a really bad relationship with sleep. So my parents always say that I haven't slept properly a single night since I've been born. Um, it's just awful, I think. And it it fluctuates. So in university, I um, my baseline sleep was about three hours sleep a night. And that's mm-hmm. just how, what I used to function on. Um, mm-hmm. And now that I look back, well, at the time I thought I was functioning really well, but now that I look back, I really wasn't. And if I was getting enough, then I would have been doing much better. But I think mm-hmm. when you're in that social zone and you've got friends who also stay up late, it's just so tempting. You stay up late and then you have to wake up early because you've got, you know, mm-hmm. to go to lectures or whatever. So university wasn't great in that sense. And then since starting work, I, um, and I think it is probably a large part of it is just me aging as well. I need to get my seven, eight hours. Mm-hmm. Um, if I don't get them I just feel absolutely rubbish and then the next day is worse and then the day after that so it's just a knock-on thing so I my relationship with sleep is constantly evolving the issues I have now are different to the issues I had to say five years ago but I've always had issues with sleep and I think I'll probably get more into that um, mm-hmm. as we start talking but yeah, yeah. how about you? So mine is actually slightly the opposite of your relationship with sleep. So um, my parents always used to say that I slept for 12 hours as a baby um, and I would sleep a lot as a child. My mom would actually tell me off every single morning for waking up late because I could just sleep for the days on end. Um, but then I think that changed when I started doing my first degree. So um, when I was doing my first degree um, in King's, I used to have a lot of assignments, a lot of exams, so I used to stay up all night and it really disrupted my sleep cycle. Mm-hmm. Um, but at that time, I was also very, I, I, I felt very unhealthy. I was very lethargic, very mm-hmm. tired. No, I, I was depressed. I was overweight. It just wasn't doing me any good. Mm-hmm. Um, but then what happened was I started, um, when I started doing medicine in Manchester, mm-hmm. Um, we had more sort of regular, more of a regular routine with our with our lectures and things. Yeah. So I used to say, okay, let me go to sleep at ten a.m. I mean ten p.m. <laughs> and um, wake up right before lectures. Um, so I used to have that sort of routine, and that developed. Yeah, that developed in university, and I think I really, really feel like that's really improved uh, my relationship with sleep and how I sleep. Um, and yeah no that I think when you mentioned the oversleeping um actually um that is an issue that I have as well I know that I said my baseline was three hours but that was during the week days mm-hmm. um mm-hmm. 
when I had to wake up early in the morning and then when mm. it would come to weekends or when I was with family or something I would just sleep 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 I just did not want to get up in the morning mm. um, and I'd probably be waking up closer to noon than in the morning mm. so I think it was definitely it was a very complicated and you're right when my sleep like when my sleep cycle was especially poor during university like just mm. everything was quite poor in my life like mm. my mental health wasn't great I was you know I wasn't eating well it just there was no distinction between day and night really mm. I didn't have fixed meal times I didn't have fixed sleep times and at the time I guess I was I was just having a lot of fun really and just going with the yeah. flu but it does have its knock-on effects doesn't it it does yeah. catch up with you at some point absolutely absolutely and if we think about where it starts so it starts when from when you're really really young um it's sort of an act of rebellion you know your parents tell you to go to sleep early and you think oh no i don't want to go to sleep early yeah. so you kind of associate that with um rebelling against your parents you're like oh no i'm not going to go to sleep but then it sort of carries on into your adult life as well you get in yeah. bed and you just don't want to sleep <laughs> yeah no no exactly and it does it's almost like what it is at the moment so right now I'm working, I mean, we're both working really horrible shifts, aren't we? So it yeah. can be you're working like 12 hours for a number of days in a row. And then I get home, by the time I get home, I shower, I eat. And then, it, I mean, in my last 12 hour shift, I was so tired, I was eating in bed. Mm. And then it gets to the point where I know I should sleep. It's late, I need to be up again at 7am. Mm. Um, but I just feel so robbed of my own time. I just mm. feel like, yep. I cannot yep go to work come home sleep and then go to work again and I feel like I should yeah. be doing something and it's almost self-sabotage I'm fighting sleep and I feel like throughout my life I have just been in the state of fighting sleep I guess there was one I have been through phases where I've just been so incredibly like in love with going to bed and going to sleep that I didn't feel like yeah. it was robbing my personal time because I felt like it was mm. part of it yeah. um but I'm back to that stage where I just feel like oh no I can't let work take over my life so then yeah. I just keep myself awake in bed as yeah. much as I can trying to you know watch a show or something I'm not able to focus on it and then I wake up feeling absolutely rubbish the next morning yeah. it, it is part of our culture isn't it we we prioritize sleep less and less because we think oh if we're sleeping we're not doing x y and z um but then and, and people are kind of ashamed to say oh um I get sort of eight or nine hours of sleep every day you know mm -hmm. you you have the people come in bragging oh I only had three hours of sleep last night because it's somehow it's somehow meant to be a lot more superior compared to having eight or nine hours of sleep a day yeah but actually we have to change our mindset and think you know we need to destigmatize sleep we have to change our mindset yeah. and think you know what sleep is actually really really important um because um we'll i'm sure we'll get to this but sleep's got a lot of benefits a lot yeah. of help um yeah. but yeah no no definitely and i think um i'm glad that we touched on mental health because i think for me mm. it ties in so much with my mental health sleep if i'm not sleeping properly I just and I have a tendency for low mood and anxiety and stuff yeah and mm -hmm. sleep is such a trigger for me like if I'm sleeping well if I have a good sleep routine mm -hmm. I am doing so much more better in terms of mental health um yeah. if I'm not sleeping well if I'm sort of not getting my hours not having much routine then it's just it's that slippery slope isn't it 
Exactly, exactly. And it's, it's, it's shown that sleep sort of affects your learning, it affects your memory, it affects your mood, especially. And especially now when most of us are dealing with a lot of mental health issues, uh, we do need to focus on um, sleep as a way of improving our mental health or yeah. our mood. Yeah, things like that. No, exactly, exactly. Um, so I, I guess, so this, this episode is very chit chatty. So I think, um, and I've got a very blocked and stuffy nose, which I don't know if it's coming across. Every time I come towards the mic, I'm just like, oh God, I don't know what sound is going to come up <laughs> next. But um, yeah, so I think um, in terms of um, what I sort of want to learn from you is just tips on um, how to get better sleep. So I, I mean, I've tried a few things. It doesn't really, I don't know what works for me, what doesn't. So um, what have you tried? So I think, um, and this is very much, I know at the moment I'm not really studying for exams, but I know that mm-hmm. exam time is always the worst when it comes to sleep for me. So mm-hmm. um, when we had finals in med school, my sleep routine did such a weird and wacky thing. I still can't believe it. Mm. Um, so I'm used to studying all through the night because it's just a bit quieter. And mm-hmm. it's normally the time I panic and I don't feel like I can start the next day without having studied enough the day before. Gosh, this is, I, I completely understand this feeling. Yeah. I mean, I it gets to that point where it's like midnight and I'm like, okay, if I go to sleep now, I'll wake up at 7am and start working. But then I'm like, but in this calendar day, I've not done enough work. So yes, I- yes, yes, exactly. Yeah, 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 yeah. So I'd stay up at normally, this is my normal during um, study season. I'd stay up all night, I'd revise all night and then wake up really late and then just be like oh it's mm-hmm. fine because I'll stay up all night the next day as well mm-hmm. um but during finals I did this really weird thing where I went to bed really early like 10 p.m and mm-hmm. my body I think just out of sheer stress and anxiety and fear would wake up at like 4 a.m mm-hmm. and I'd start revising at 4 a.m before the mm-hmm. sun was even up mm-hmm. so I think anxiety and stress always is the first like the first target of that is always my sleep and mm-hmm. I think it works both ways so my anxiety makes me my sleep bad because I'm waking up yeah. really early and yeah. then because I'm not sleeping properly my anxiety is worse so I remember at the time I, I was talking to people about it and they were everyone said that my problem was that I was revising in bed um because I know that you're supposed to revise on a desk in a chair and but for me I was always so scared during revision Mm -hmm. um it was never like a pleasant thing for me when when I was revising sort of way Mm -hmm. in advance of exams I'd actually it was actually really nice and during Mm -hmm. final year I got really good habit of like going to a coffee shop on my own and just revising but when it comes to immediately before the exams I cannot do that I know a lot of people can but I am just so panicked like I um wake up I just stay in my bed the whole time like Mm -hmm. I revise in bed I stay in my pjs because those things are very comforting to me Mm -hmm. so I feel like I need to like grasp all the comfort I can just to get through Mm -hmm. like the revision because that is so so uncomfortable like the revision part of it Mm -hmm. I used to stay in bed and yeah, I, remember, actually, huh? yeah, go on. Yeah. I remember for ages thinking that this is so wrong like what I'm doing is bad and mm-hmm. um 
but I remember I spoke to my mom and my mom said that that's how she used to revise as well in bed and then I was like mm-hmm. you know what if this works for me this works for me I can't really change it mm-hmm. um and but I I don't know because I, I know a lot of people say that you know you shouldn't do you should just leave your bed for sleeping um yeah. your bedroom and then I did start doing that obviously when I yeah. when I wasn't during exam time I'd mm-hmm. sort of get out of bed in the morning make my bed and then even if I wanted to just like chill out with a blanket I'd do it downstairs on a sofa mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. um just to make like the room space a sleeping space I don't know mm-hmm. if you've tried that but I struggled with that one definitely. yeah so that's 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 a very good point that you're making um our, our brain tends to associate it's, it's it's an associating machine it tends to associate different things so our bed is you know meant to be for sleeping um but what most of us do these days we um study in bed we check our work emails in bed we netflix and youtube in bed um i certainly go on my phone every single night when I'm in bed and what your brain tends to do is you think okay um, I'm in bed now so I need to be in work mode or study mode and we're never in sleeping mode when we're in bed and that's why we sort of have trouble getting to sleep Mm -hmm. because you know you're 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 active and you're 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 you have your racing thoughts and it's just not really conducive to get into sleeping mode yeah um so I think that's one of the it's it's good that you raise this point because it's actually one of the things that you can do to improve your sleep especially if you have trouble getting to sleep in the first place so you know if you sort of try and um set different areas for different things so if you sort of study in your desk uh, study at your desk or um I'm rambling but um yeah so I didn't even have a desk I I mean I had a desk for a long time and I just used it because I love the I love the idea of having a desk with like a lamp and a little mug with pens in it yeah um but it was just taking up sort of space in my room and I was like and this is student life isn't it like we lived one in one room with like a tiny little point I was going to say yeah. that when you live in, when, when we lived in, because we lived in the same halls, when yeah. we lived there, it was just that one room, wasn't it? And your flatmates, you didn't pick your flatmates. So it wasn't a case of you could just hang out in the living room the whole time. It was often a yes. lot comfortable just to be in your room. Yes, exactly. Exactly. So it is difficult, but yeah. I think if we are aware of these things, it's certainly something that, you know, we can, we, we can change yeah no definitely definitely I agree with that um but I have a question for you I know that I'm not following any structure here I'm just jumping around wherever my mind Um, are you a napper are you a daytime napper no I'm not a napper I am such a napper really it's like in my top three hobbies it's daytime I absolutely Mm -hmm. love it yeah, so there's a lot of research that shows that napping is actually really, really good for productivity during the day. So how long do you nap for? Okay, so actually, this is a question that's been on my mind for a long time. <laughs> Let me ask you first, when you think of the word nap, yeah, how long do you, like, what's that, what's the time limit that comes in? I'd say, I'd say about half an hour. I, I don't get that. Honestly, my shortest naps are one hour. That's a power nap. Right, okay. One hour. Okay. Yeah, I yeah. can't nap for less than an hour. Because mm. um, I remember once um, I was asking some friends, like, oh, like, 
what what's a power nap for you guys and they were like 15 minutes and I was like how do you even get to sleep in it takes me a while to like wind down my shortest nap is an hour Mm. and how do you feel when you wake up after an hour it depends what's happening outside so if it's Mm. dark outside then I feel absolutely rubbish Mm. but if I nap during the day so say like as a medical student if placement finished Mm. early and I get home Mm -hmm. and I take a nap for an hour and then wake up I'd feel so refreshed Mm, it used to make me feel really happy like I didn't Mm -hmm. have that thing about that I have with nighttime sleeping that I'm like robbing myself of time or whatever Mm. I didn't have that I just was so happy with it Mm, that's good yeah there's a lot of research that shows that if you have naps um, especially when it's between 10 to 20 minutes it increases your productivity but if you nap for more than 40 minutes yeah, it I kind of has the opposite effect nap, a 10 minute nap in my head I'm just like, <laughs> what even is that like how do you do that yeah it's it's it, it really it, it's got to do with the sleep cycles so basically you've got two sort of um two types of sleep so you've got the non-REM sleep and the REM sleep mm. so it takes it takes about 10 to 15 minutes for you to go from sort of a light sleep into a slightly deeper sleep and um it takes about 90 minutes to get into REM sleep and if you sort of wake up between you know the first 20 minutes you kind of feel refreshed you're easily arousable and you know you 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 probably feel have the effects of you know Mm. good effects of napping yeah but if you get into REM sleep, it's very difficult to, you know, wake you up. It's very difficult because you're in a very deep state of sleep. Yeah. And that's when you wake up really groggy and you feel low in energy because you feel like, you know, you haven't haven't yeah. been well rested. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, there's there's napping is good. But I think, you know, it's um, it really I depends on how long you nap timing. for. Yeah. 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 I um, mean, if, if you feel great, then, you know, go with what you feel. But, um, but I feel like it's another sign that I'm probably not sleeping well is the fact that exactly. I am exactly. a napper. But even on yeah. top of that, um, every time I get into a moving vehicle, this is very new for me. This is in the past like okay. year or two. Mm-hmm. Every time I get into a moving vehicle, apart from when I'm behind the wheel, mm-hmm. obviously, I fall asleep. <laughs> I'm like a toddler. I. That's- Again, the power of association. So your brain is associating being in a car with going to sleep. And, you know, day one, you're in a car, you fall asleep. Day two, the same thing happens. By the time day five comes around, your brain thinks, okay, I'm in a car, I need to sleep right now. Um, So if we sort of apply the same thing to, you know, when we're um, going to bed at night. So if we sort of develop good habits, you know, have a good sleep hygiene um, and sort of, train your mind to associate yeah, being in bed. yeah exactly being in bed with sleeping yeah then I think that many of us can improve our relationship with sleep yeah absolutely no those mm-hmm. are really good points and um I just find it really funny how on the topic of napping and sleeping on the car like I um it can be like bright outside I can be surrounded mm-hmm. by people they're making all the noise and everything mm-hmm. like a lot of hustle bustle and I just sleep mm-hmm. Like I have no issue, but when it comes to nighttime, if it's not dark enough, if there's a little bit of noise, anything, I can't sleep. And then what happens is I get frustrated that I can't sleep. So I wind myself up that, why am I not sleeping? And then I check my phone. I'm like, I have to be up in this many hours and now this, and I have to stop checking my phone now. If I can't sleep at night, I'm not going to check the time. Yeah, Ignorance is bliss in that sense. But (laughs) And then I wind myself up that, oh my God, I can't sleep. I need to sleep. And then I can't sleep because I'm stressing about needing to sleep. 
Yeah, I, I think that's a that's a problem that many of us face. What yeah. do you do when you can't go to sleep? Do you stay in bed or? I have, I kid you not, I have actually been to exams and stuff with absolutely zero hours sleep. I just cannot, like once I get into that cycle, mm-hmm. I'm a bit doomed really. I just can't sleep then. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's the worst thing. So, I think most of my exams in med school I went to with absolutely no sleep because I was just so anxious that I couldn't sleep. Mm-hmm. And then I, I didn't get to sleep. Mm-hmm. yeah so people actually say that um if you can't go to sleep if you're, if you're trying to sleep for more than 30 minutes and you can't get to sleep get out of bed don't don't you know put yourself in the same position because again it's your brain telling you okay you're in bed and you can't sleep so you're on your phone and you know you're still you're still sort of active and you're not sleepy so being in yeah. bed is actually quite detrimental to your overall Mm. long-term relationship with sleep so if you can't sleep get out of bed go to a different room probably a darker room and you know read a book or you know do something that's quite relaxing until you find yourself being sleepy and then come back to bed no that's a good point because I remember a specific incident where I mean this happens a lot with me where if I have like Mm. an interview or an exam or something the next day like my sleep is just Mm. out the window like I'm so Mm. such a bag of nerves um, mm. I remember when this is a long long time ago um, mm. probably almost 10 years ago now when I was going for medical school interviews and my dad mm. took me and mm. I remember like I um, couldn't get to sleep all night I checked my phone and I, my alarm was supposed to go off in like an hour and a half mm. and I was still awake and I just started crying and I was like well now I'm gonna fail my interview and then I'm not gonna get into university and then I'm not gonna like have a career and then I'm just gonna you know Mm -hmm. my life is over basically um Mm -hmm. really catastrophized it and um I just started crying I remember I woke my dad up and I was like I can't like what am I supposed to do and he's like just wake up and go for a shower and I was like, what do you mean? Yeah. Just wake up and go for a shower. Yeah. Like, Your dad was absolutely right. <laughs> he was like, just wake up, just go for a shower and you'll be fine. Yeah. And my dad was like, you're awake because you're alert. So you'll be fine. Mm-hmm. And my parents say, I, this happened to me. I've spent so many nights waking them up crying because I couldn't oh. sleep. And they've yeah. always been, not now, obviously, this was yeah. a while ago, yeah. but um, they've yeah. always been like, just relax in bed. Like, what's your problem? Like, why do you need to be asleep? Um, just put your feet up and just relax and if you can't yes. sleep you can't sleep your body can't sleep that's fine yeah. just don't yeah. stress yeah. yourself yeah. out thinking about it exactly exactly yeah yeah gosh but but your dad your dad was right there actually um, <laughs> uh, so there, there's some research that says that having a shower mm. before bed um, so this is the, one of the things that I do before bed um, so having a hot shower before bed is quite important because yeah. Um, your temperature, your sort of room temperature and your core temperature needs to be, you know, quite low for you to be able yeah. to have a good night's sleep. Um, you know, many of us sort of, we, when we go back home, mm. <laughs> uh, back to Pakistan or when I go back to Malaysia, um, mm. we have trouble sleeping because it's so hot. Um, so actually having a hot shower. Oh my shower God, that's another bed. topic I will, I will. Oh gosh, yes. <laughs> yes, go on, go. my favorite topic, temperature. <laughs> um, so having a hot shower before bed actually increases your sort of surface temperature so you kind of start to lose some body heat and it reduces your core temperature and that helps you sleep better and you know having sort of 
um, a room temperature of around 18 to 20 degrees is actually really important. So your room actually needs to be a bit cooler yeah. um, for you to um, sleep better. And um, yeah, so I mean, these days during winter, what, what, what we do is we turn the radiator off in our rooms yeah. so that we get into bed the room is actually quite cool so yeah I mean your dad your dad was probably probably right yeah <laughs> I, mean, no, I think the, before bed it's actually quite yeah, yeah. when I get home it's so cold and then I put mm-hmm. the electric heater on next to my bed and then I said that and then, you're just in, and then I'm like, oh my god it's so hot and then I switch it off yeah. and then I can't sleep so actually that makes a lot of yeah. sense I will stop yeah. doing that now yeah yeah, but, yeah. and um, wearing appropriate clothing as well is really important you can't be wearing our jumpers to bed we can't be wearing like thick pajamas to bed I no. think having light clothing is really really important because it yeah you you will help to regulate that temperature I need like, to wear like very baggy clothing to bed I know like yes lots exactly. of people have those really cute pjs which are like leggings and stuff but I could not do that yeah. yes yeah. like a breathable cotton but you know don't buy too much of it because you know fast fashion and stuff <laughs> right <laughs> oh, yeah, definitely definitely um but I think you mentioned a really good point earlier about sleep hygiene so mm-hmm. I actually did not know what this meant before med school I don't know if it's that's weird or not I was like what does yeah, I didn't hygiene? know it before. I was like that's really weird like do they want us to like clean up beds or something I yeah. don't know and you know what? They don't teach us about sleep during med school. They teach us about diet and exercise and all this stuff, but they don't stress no. the importance of sleep at all. No. And, and when I you were mentioning a... REM sleep and stuff, I was like, God, she's a genius. Because yeah. I remember like going through it. I remember the diagram in my head. <laughs> going through it's completely <laughs> um, But yeah, no sleep hygiene. So that's basically, um, you explain it actually. Um you know what to be honest I don't really know what sleep hygiene no, actually I think means. I just know like tips and tricks on how to make your yeah. work towards a better like routine of sleep isn't it yes exactly yes yes you yeah. explained it really well yes yes <laughs> that's basically what sleep hygiene is yes um, yeah so um one of the things that we've all already mentioned well a couple of things we've mentioned one is keeping your bedroom sort of a space for sleep Mm-hmm. And then we've also spoken about sort of temperature that you should sleep at. Mm-hmm. I think one of the things that I um, probably relate to a lot is caffeinated drinks. Oof, that's but a big topic. You know what? That was that used to be a big thing for me because it. I know a lot of people are very good at and strict about <clears throat> when they have their last caffeinated drink. Mm-hmm. Now I'm not even joking. My coffee tolerance is so high. I can actually drink coffee right before bed and then fall asleep. So it's not a thing for me anymore. Well, here we go. <laughs> but, um, we, need to have, we need to have a conversation about this. I know. I think after this um, episode, we need to sit down and really... <laughs> oh, gosh. Um, yeah, so caffeine is a very good topic, actually. Um, yeah. So with caffeine, if we talk about the effects that caffeine has on our sleep. Um, so like I mentioned before, that deep sleep is really, really important. Um, because the deep sleep is where you sort of um, it, it's very useful with um, recovery and repair and mm. it's good for consolidating your memory um, increasing your learning powers um, so that deep sleep is actually reduced by 20 percent when you go to bed with some caffeine in your system that's me then yeah, so you wake up in the morning and you may have slept for what, five, six hours, but yeah. you kind of wake up feeling really groggy because you're not, you're not, re- you, you, you don't 
yeah, you wake up feeling really groggy and lethargic yeah. and tired because you're unrestored by that sleep because you haven't had enough deep sleep. Yeah. So um, maybe I just don't yeah. know what deep sleep feels like. Maybe once I start yeah. putting your tips into practice, maybe I'll just be a new person. <laughs> so do you do you dream when you sleep? Yeah, I do. I do. Do you? Oh, okay, good. So dream is. So do you deep... keep a dream diary? Was that you who told I me? I don't. That? Yes. Oh. So I dream every night, and I dream a lot. Oh my gosh! No, this <laughs> is actually really funny. I remember and now. I, yeah. Priya, <laughs> there was a point like a couple of weeks ago where Priya was like messaging me every morning because she's having <laughs> really funny dreams about me. <laughs> In the... What was it that you like came over to my house and then you were like cleaning my house and I was like I'm not gonna tell my mom about this because my mom will be like yeah this means that your house is dirty. No so I came to your house and then I think my mom started cleaning your house and I got really angry at my mom and yeah so I have these wild dreams every single night. I think you should keep a sleep diary. I would it would make the best novel I'd buy it. (laughs) It'll be a diary of all my fears. Um, I dream a lot. I also nightmare a lot. Oh, I don't know okay. I properly, but I have a lot okay. of nightmares. Yeah. Mm, okay. And so I have just... like, I have recurring nightmares that I've had for years and years. Mm. And it will always be about fears that are no longer even applicable to me. Mm-hmm. But they're probably mm-hmm. like childhood fears that I've just been carrying. And I really need to mm-hmm. go to therapy, don't I? But it's just no. I mean, like, this is yeah. Go on. Sorry. No. no um. It was there's one that I've been having recently for a long time and it's mm-hmm. that I have signed up for um maths class at school mm-hmm. some higher level I think like probably GCSEs or A levels mm-hmm. and I'm just not going to the lessons mm-hmm. and it's been like months now and I haven't gone to any lessons mm-hmm. and I'm just in that fear of like what do I do next like what do I do now that's the recurring nightmare I'm having at the moment mm-hmm. wow yeah, it's 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 interesting actually because dreams and nightmares are completely different. So dreams happen when you're sort of in that deep sleep, that REM sleep, whereas nightmares happen when you're in that non-REM sleep cycle. Uh-huh. So um, yeah, so if you if you if you're dreaming, it's actually, yeah. So if you if you're dreaming, it's a good sign that you're actually getting some deep sleep. Um, but yeah, these recurring nightmares as well. There, there are many theories around um, about you know why we dream, mm-hmm. and one of the theories is um, it's sort of especially when it comes to REM sleep, um, dreaming during REM, REM sleep, is that it's sort of um, evoking an emotional res- response to your fears, so that when you're actually faced with these these um, these situations in 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 your normal life mm-hmm. you've already kind of processed it in your head through your dreams oh, so that's one of the theories yeah so um yeah I don't know it's uh it's got nothing to do with sleep but it's just an interesting fact yeah no I didn't know that um there was a difference between dreams and nightmares mm. I think definitely probably nightmare more than I dream mm. so that's probably maybe I need to cut the caffeine yeah, we'll, we'll, yeah. So we we're still in caffeine, aren't we? Yes. So I have some some facts about caffeine, which I didn't know before, but I only found out while doing research for this. Your research so, is um, so brilliant. I have to say, like, no, it's not. It's, <laughs> so, um, <laughs> caffeine. Um, do you know what the half life of caffeine is? So, how long does caffeine take to sort of reduce in your blood by half? Um, three hours. So it's actually about six or seven hours. Okay, wow. 
So caffeine takes about six or seven hours to reduce in your body by half. Mm-hmm. Um, what do you think the quarter life of caffeine is? Three hours. So the quarter life of caffeine is 12 hours. Oh, yeah, yeah sorry. That's, that's why I've, I've not been going to my maths class. So <laughs> Yeah, so the quarter life of caffeine is 12 hours. So assuming you drink so your embarrassing. Glass of- no, 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 no. I shall I ask you the question again. <laughs> no, it's okay. We'll keep it in there. I'm gonna be <laughs> um so if so assuming you've drank your last cup of coffee at 12 p.m. Mm-hmm. At 12 a.m. in the morning, you still have that quarter cup of Starbucks that you have at 12 yeah. p.m. So it's like it's like having a quarter cup of coffee before going to bed, um, you know, and yeah. we kind of forget about that because, you know, I I'm certainly guilty of this. I come home from work at six o'clock and I'm like, I need some coffee because um, I am such a nighttime tea and coffee drinker. And I do. Yeah, that's yeah, really just yeah. when like um, I don't know if that's like a cultural thing. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah but I yeah yeah I feel like now like I need coffee in the morning just to function Mm -hmm. but I enjoy at night I don't enjoy yeah unless it's the weekend then I enjoy coffee at all times but it's really that nighttime tea and coffee yeah yeah me too I'm the exact same I yeah I come back at six o'clock and I really need to have my cup of coffee and uh what we don't realize is it affects our sleep um and what happens is we don't have enough of that deep sleep we don't feel restored in the morning so what do we do we have two cups of coffee the next day and that's yeah because we need that energy and that sort of perpetuates this addiction cycle that we're we're going through every day with coffee I really need to hear all of this (laughs) I think it's stuff that we already know but we just don't want to accept it because I'm not willing to give up my evening cup of coffee Yeah. But then if we if we also think about, you know, the effects it has on our sleep and what sleep can do to our body, then, you know, I think yeah. that, yeah, maybe we'll uh, start to make these little changes. Maybe I'll have half a cup of coffee or something. Yeah. Yeah, I know. Because um, sleep, I mean, I know we've touched on mental health, mm-hmm. but sleep really ties in with physical health as well, doesn't it? Absolutely. Yeah. yeah absolutely. There's a reason that we need the amount of recommended sleep, <clears throat> not just a case yeah. of feeling refreshed. It's for, so that our body is, you know, working at its best, really. Yeah. So there's actually um, good research out there about how um, sleep affects our physical health. Um, mm. It increases our risk of getting type 2 diabetes, increases our risk of getting cardiovascular disease developing obesity um our immune system's completely down if we don't get a night's sleep mm-hmm. and um, I think as shift workers both you and me we know we know this for a fact I mean if after a night shift I just feel really cold and um oh I've I, got my first just, night shift next week I actually haven't done any yet oh, I've worked gosh. until like 2 a.m but I've mm. never done the full night shift um mm. so yeah I will you, so you've never done full night shift since oh, starting no. Right. Okay. This is interesting, isn't it? My night shifts have come on really late into work, but um, I haven't done a night shift yet. And I've got my first one on Monday. I'm very scared. Gosh. Well, I mean, I I don't know what to say. I I think everyone has their own sort of methods of coping with Mm. how to, you know, deal with sleep during your, your shifts. 
Um, so yeah, there are a couple of things that I do during night shifts. Um, one thing that I do is, um, so I try not to eat too much during the night shift. So um, some people, you know, they have their, what you call lunch uh, or breakfast um, in you know, during the middle of the night shift. Yeah. And it's sort of, yeah, it, it messes with your, with your body clock a little bit. So I try having a little bit of, you know, little snacks here and there, some yeah. fruit, um, nothing too heavy, because you want to get back to your normal routine as quickly as possible. Mm. And during my night shift, I don't have coffee either. So because I'm more worried about <laughs> how I'm going to sleep <laughs> than yeah. how I'm going to get through the shift. Um, uh-huh. So I don't have coffee. Mm. Um, and then when I when I get back, I, I sort of try and go to sleep as quickly as possible. I try not to get on my phone or do any admin work um, during my night shifts. So I have like eye masks and earplugs that I put in um, to sort of cut out any any yeah. light that's coming through and we'll talk about light in a minute light's a very yeah. interesting topic as well um but yeah it it really it really depends on the individual I think you yeah you'll probably have your own way of dealing with things but I think shift work is very tricky I mean we can talk about this all we want but you know we've still got to go to work it is tricky um yeah it's very hard I can't I can't wait for when it's over oh gosh. um yeah it is hard and um, one thing that you mentioned there um was not going on your phone that much Mm. and this is actually one tip that has worked really well for me so Mm. I have recently discovered TikTok so I'm absolutely addicted so it's difficult for me to stay (laughs) on my phone but um when I was young I used to go to sleep by reading Mm, and it would be a case that I'd have like a lamp on in my room this is when I was a child I'd have like Mm. a lamp on in my room I'd be reading and then I'd fall my dad would have to walk into my room and switch the lamp off with like the book on my face and I'm asleep um so that's how um I did it as a child and then during med school I don't think I even read a single book from cover to cover Mm -hmm. I started Mm -hmm. many books but life was just so like I don't know if it was if it was really that haphazard or whether I just wasn't time managing properly probably a bit of both but um I didn't manage to read anything but this year I've been reading a lot like back-to-back mm. books nice so I've gotten through quite a few books mm. and um I just I just feel like a kid again at night because I stop reading and I just fall asleep reading the book that's I mean that's the best thing you can do yeah, yeah. yeah. books really help me get to sleep yeah that's really good because your brain is associating with reading yeah. and then sleeping so yeah. you've actually got your own sleep hygiene thing sorted there that's I remember really I was reading this book and I was like 20 pages from the end of it mm. and it was just so gripping and I was in bed and I was falling asleep reading it so I literally got out of bed walked into my bathroom and stood there with the light on and I just stood there for like an hour just reading oh my God. <laughs> because it really does it puts me to bed so well Where, yeah. uh, whereas with um phone screens they mm. just keep they just keep me so wired like I just can't yeah. they don't have the same effect no, absolutely not. That's because of the blue light that's coming from your phone. So um, I think we've, uh, you know, segued into light now. <laughs> this is one of the tips to help you go to yeah. sleep quickly. Um, so our body actually secretes a chemical called melatonin. Mm-hmm. And melatonin is secreted by the brain and it's actually a sleep hormone. Yeah. So melatonin helps you go to sleep. And yeah. what happens is during daytime in daylight, daylight actually suppresses the secretion of melatonin. So you don't have enough, so you don't go to sleep. Mm -hmm. Um, 
But what happens now is we, I mean, we're a generation of screens. We go from one screen to another, yeah, from my yeah. TV screen to my phone screen to my laptop. Yeah. And these screens actually um, emit blue light mm-hmm. and blue light mimics sunlight. And what happens is when we yeah. take up all this blue light, it suppresses yeah. the secretion of melatonin. melatonin yeah. So we don't have enough melatonin to go to sleep. Mm. So um, that's why it's, I mean, it's really important that you sort of stay off phones or any yeah. kind of any gadget. So you can that... get that melatonin. Sorry? So you can get that melatonin. Exactly. exactly. Yeah. So you can get that uh, melatonin. Yeah. But yeah, so they, they actually have like blue light glasses and things like that these days because um, some of us can't help being. Do you have blue light glasses? Well, my glasses right now, they do. Um, they look quite light. blue light to me. <laughs> you can tell. No, no, you can tell. No, no, you can. I do know if I'm making this up, but I'm, I swear you can see like the bluish oh, light in the glasses. Reflected. Can you? Oh, I didn't know that. Maybe I'm completely. No, maybe, maybe I'm you're right. This up. I've just now noticed. That you've mentioned it. Oh, now that you've mentioned it, I'm looking at so myself. I, the light in yeah. your glasses right now is blue. So blue. Yeah, you're right. Yeah, maybe it does reflect blue Watch light. Watch this be complete, absolute rubbish. Misinformation. I'll get the episode taken down. That's just something that I've noticed with people with blue light glasses. Oh. I actually need to go to the uh, to get my glasses done again so maybe yeah, I'll have yeah, a look yeah. I've told my dad to get get some as well because yeah. um, he's no he's actually my dad has some so I noticed it on him first Ooh. that oh, when his phone right. reflects on his glasses it appears I don't know yeah. I'm going completely off track here <laughs> <laughs> that's a good point <laughs> yeah you've come with such a good research and I'm just like no, no, misinformation no. <laughs> no. <laughs> no, no, no. um but yeah no definitely I think screen time is definitely something that um, it's it's difficult isn't it because sometimes I feel like the only time that especially if you're working long hours the only time that you have to really spend on your phone is is sort of bedtime yes exactly but exactly. I try to just not do that at bedtime and yeah. instead give myself the morning in bed to be on my screen which I know is bad as well but it's a bit like um, I need to sort of take baby steps towards it exactly it's all about baby steps it's a step in the right direction so that's good what I've done recently is um I've sort of turned off notifications Mm. uh, for any calls and messages from 10 p.m to 7 a.m in the morning yeah so I don't get any notifications then so oh that's good Uh, Mm. I I want to do that but I have you know when and I'm sure you can relate to this you know when you just have family that there's always someone awake in their time zone yeah <laughs> that really doesn't help my sleep either <laughs> sometimes yeah very I'll true like get... wide awake in the middle of the night and I'll just think oh let me just why don't I call my aunt in Australia like it's just <laughs> yeah it's just um it's not good is it but um no I don't I, I, I probably should switch my notification settings as well yeah I think that's really helped actually I mean unless I physically pick my phone up um yeah, yeah I don't get any notifications after 10 do you have sort of like a bedtime routine because you know we we encourage our kids I mean I don't have kids I don't think you have kids but we encourage kids (laughs) to have a good bedtime routine but do you have any um let me think I feel like so if I am I am an evening shower shower person oh lovely I will have (laughs) and I have like very warm showers like to probably burning level hot actually which I know is not great but um it really helps relax me so I have evening showers um Mm. 
and then I actually what I have been doing a lot recently is podcasting and listening to podcasts not doing this but listening to podcasts at night and like something like really nice and dreamy like the modern love one or something you know and they speak in a really nice tone yeah that helps me wind down um I have I don't use the big lights in my room Mm -hmm. yeah that's great yeah um lamp light um I'm a big fan of lamp light as opposed to big light but um I recently got a new one from Ikea which is like um you can sort of dial it up or down Uh I'm forgetting the word for that but I put it on the lower setting or I used to have and I need to change the bulbs in it that's why it's not working but I used to have a salt lamp and I know mm, these are like bougie nice. things. It's not necessary, but it, it really isn't necessary. Blue, but it, yeah, blue light source. Yeah, it helps with that um, blue light thing. Yeah. yeah. Sometimes I feel like nighttime is the only time that I can really talk to my friends on the phone, mm. like have mm. a proper conversation. So sometimes I'll do that, and mm. then um, I'm not completely off screen, so I do spend some screen time. But then I, I don't when I feel myself getting tired I will close my screen and then I will either just put on a podcast and you know that Spotify function where you can click the moon and just yes like after it's finished just stop either I'll fall asleep to that Mm -hmm. Um, recently um so a few weeks ago I was um on a trip with a friend Mm -hmm. and um she put on white noise oh okay yeah and I cannot tell you that was like the best loop of my life really her alarm alarm was like at 6am and I didn't even like hear her she was like how did you sleep through that I was like banging around and everything and I was like I just so I'm a bit into white noise as well right now at the moment but um this is if I'm working long shifts if I'm honest with you I get home I just collapse in bed and sleep Mm. but that's not I don't like that either I know I'm getting my sleep, but then I'm not having that wind down period. Yeah, yeah. I know my routine isn't perfect, but I am trying. Like, no, I mean the important thing is always like um a cup of tea there as well. Yeah, yeah. I hope it's not caffeinated. Yeah, it is. Oh, Oh, but um, I'll probably change that. Maybe I'll switch like chamomile or something. Yeah, decaf green tea. That's what I. I mean, I don't. Yeah, sometimes I get decaf green tea, um, but then I usually like to have um, lemon, hot lemon and honey water. So it's got no caffeine. That's a nice one. Yeah, or like basil seeds. Oh, we're going so off track here, but <laughs> no, that's no. Tell me about your nighttime routine. Yeah, so I think um, I think it's, it's just important to have you know, a routine and get into the habit of sort of preparing yourself to go to bed. So um, I, like you, I usually have um, a hot shower in the evening and then I have my little skincare routine. Um, It's not long, it's five minutes, but I think it's, I mean, I do it for for two reasons. One, it's relaxing. So it gets me into, you know, the relaxed mode, but then it's also, um, you know, because I've been doing it for a while now that it kind of gets me in the mindset of like, okay, I'm doing this now. So it's bedtime. Mm. So it's sort of um, conditioning yourself. It's that classical conditioning of, okay, shower, skincare routine, tea, sleep. So it's sort of getting in that sort of habit and getting that routine over and over again. Mm -hmm. So the next time I put my skincare on, I mean, my cream on, um, yeah, it's it's bedtime. (laughs) Yeah. No, I used to... 
but, yeah. I have like dry skin so I used to use this really thick um cream from Lush that I, I need to probably go and get again um mm. and it was their dream cream and I'm not saying go out and buy dream, uh, cream, dream cream, yes. but yeah. um what I noticed about it which you can find in any cream really is that it mm. has um a really nice sleepy smell to it like is it lavender the lavender oatmeal smell yeah. I used to like coat yeah. like, my hands and then like I sleep with like my hands next to my face so I'd be like mm-hmm. smelling it as I sleep yes, um yes. my brother has lavender pillow spray which he claims has transformed his sleep routine I haven't yes. that yet though. it's it's so important I mean it's not that lavender has these magical properties that make you fall asleep it's just that when you repetitively do it every day you start to associate the smell with sleep I mean how many of us we smell something and get immediately transported to like another place um so yeah I think this uh, having that routine that pillow mist and that lavender scented cream or whatever yeah it really helps you to get into that mindset of okay yeah you know what the smell is here it's an yeah it's a nice smell as well isn't it you know like there's um men's shower gel smells that like pierce your nostrils into your brain yeah, like, that yeah. so that's like refreshing and invigorating that's yeah. like a wig yeah 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 so I I actually I it's a funny story so I um have this friend I was working with and we used to work in A&E together so it was you know purely shift work we were both exhausted but yeah. he'd always come in and he'd just be so frustrated. He'd be like, oh my God, I couldn't get to sleep yesterday. And I felt so sorry for him. And he used to say, I, you know, the maximum I can get is two hours of sleep. Oh. And, you know, we used to talk about, you know, what he does, the strategies, and we just couldn't get to the bottom of it. I felt really sorry for him. So I had to do something. So I bought him this, like, yeah, this um, sleep works pillow spray. You're um, so nice. The, yeah, no, no, no. <laughs> so I bought him this and he looked at the spray and he looked at me, he was like, how is this going to help me? <laughs> I was like, you know what? He he was absolutely right. How is this going to help him? But I mean, it wasn't the spray that was going to magically make him fall asleep. But it's sort of the act of you know, unwinding, relaxing, yeah. and you know, having that smell be associated with sleep. And hopefully his mind can be conditioned um, to, you know, I don't know. We hope no, he's no, not I, conditioned. No, um, I completely get what you mean. Yeah, yeah. So, but I don't think he did it, and you know, I don't blame him. It's yeah. If he still has that bottle, I will take it. <laughs> and I've already taken one of my brothers. Actually, it's night. It's right next to my bed. I just haven't used it yet. I'll probably give it a go. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. So you mentioned that white noise um, playlist. Was it on Spotify? Yeah. So if you just search white noise on Spotify, there's yeah that's they also have a few apps as well um that you can you can download um the white noise apps and they're quite good um they also have different apps to sort of help you sleep so they have um the sleep cycle app the the calm app and things like that um and I think that helps sort of um track your track your sleep cycles so it measures your um the quantity of your sleep and the duration of your sleep and the quality of your sleep Mm -hmm. um I personally don't use these apps and I, I don't I yeah I would be quite cautious if you, to use these apps especially if you've got troubles with sleep in the first place because I, I'm just picturing you know myself if I didn't have a good night's sleep last night if you know the app said oh my deep sleep wasn't enough um then I'll probably stress about it more and it'll yeah. probably be more anxious about it and these are the apps I guess that actually track your sleep don't they they track your movements and whatnot. yes yes exactly yeah, no, I and I don't know what, 
yeah it might it might you know make you feel a bit more obsessive and it might yeah. increase your anxiety about sleep so you know if it helps you if you really want to you know track your improvements then by all means go for it but you know yeah. use it with, with caution because um yeah you don't want to get too obsessed about no, it and I think the um the issue that I have with apps so like I mentioned that sometimes I'll fall asleep to a podcast or something mm-hmm. that will be that won't be on a day when I work the next day that will be sort of a weekend type thing mm, right but yeah the issue that I have with bedtime apps is that I don't want my phone too close to me at night exactly once mm-hmm. I put it I mean it's still quite close to me distance wise because it's on the bedside yeah. table just yeah. for the sake of my morning alarm me just reaching an arm out and grabbing. yes but yes. um I don't want to be on a weeknight I don't want to be involved with my phone too much and I think the thing with apps is that you know you have to have your phone right there next to you and even it's just things like you know if you forget to put your phone on its front and a notification comes and it lights up and stuff like that it's just yeah I just once I put my phone on my bedside table it's it's gone like yeah once my alarm is on it's on the bedside table I don't want to think about it anymore yeah and that reminds me we should yeah yeah go on no, I was just saying that's the issue that I have with apps. Yeah. And that reminds me, we should probably bring alarm clocks back. I mean, we shouldn't be relying on our phones as an alarm clock. We should yeah, probably you know, uh, yeah. bring, bring that back. So, it's um, just convenient, isn't it? The phone yeah, it has is, everything yeah. on it. But, yeah, um, it is. But um, yeah, we should probably get old school. Yeah, no, I do have alarm clock. I just need to figure out how to use I don't have an alarm clock. I, I should probably get that for myself for Christmas. I have... I have one alarm clock that my dad he got for me from a charity store a couple of years ago it's really pretty Mm. but the alarm clock that I have next to my bed it's the same alarm clock that I've had since I was like five or six wow (laughs) Mickey Mouse and Minnie Mouse oh my god that's so cute but um (laughs) no I need to um yeah I think that would be a good idea getting alarm clocks back because um, I know some people they just keep their phones outside their room which is yes good. and then it just lights up with the notification like you mentioned and then um, yeah. you pick the phone up and then next thing you know it's two hours later yeah no exactly yeah. um I think one other thing that I wanted to mention with regards to good sleep from my own personal experiences I get good sleep when I have been physically active during the day mm-hmm. yeah so like I said during revision time when I'm sat in bed revising I, I mean that's probably another reason why my sleep is so awful but if I am in a good routine with going to the gym or not even the gym just going out and you know walking or whatever and even I think work is quite physically you know demanding at times yeah I sleep better mm-hmm. and I think that is that's like a well-known thing I don't think I'm giving anyone any new information but it could be something if you're struggling with sleep just trying to get in like a quick maybe evening gym session just half an hour even walking on a treadmill or something or just going out for a walk um it's probably better actually because then you're getting the cold air as well exactly Um, yes I was gonna mention that yeah that really helps with sleep yeah because if you sleep if you sort of exercise right before you go to sleep your core body temperature increases so if you want to combat that you come back you have a hot shower yeah and you can combat that and then you know it'll get you I want to do all of this tonight (laughs) (laughs) all the best (laughs) your routine will probably start at like six in the morning coming coming home yeah oh no (laughs) but um no definitely I think there's a lot of things that I still need to do to work on my sleep and the thing is once you sleep better you live better yes 
everything falls into into place much better once you're guessing your sleep very true not guessing your sleep it's just that horrible vicious cycle that we've spoken about where you yes. stress about it and sleep is so closely linked with both physical and mental health yes um so it is something really that um I know that I need to optimize in mm-hmm. myself but I think most of us can probably improve our sleep yeah yeah 100 percent yeah I have nothing else to say apart from you know if you're really struggling with sleep if you're having a difficulty falling asleep or you awake a lot during the middle of the night um or you feel sort of down and low in mood or if you have any difficulty concentrating because of lack of sleep then definitely visit your GP and have a conversation with your GP about it because it it could be something else that's causing that so the discussion that we've had today is just you know we have normal sleep cycles probably not that not the best ones but we're not having any issues with them but if you are having any issues with your sleep then do speak to your GP about it absolutely yeah but thank you so much for coming on I had such a lovely chat Uh, thank you so much it was really fun no no it was definitely and I have learned so much I'm just thinking now I need to like go and write this all down and just try and work through it but um no definitely and I think it's perfect with winter coming in and you know it's not the best time anyway mood wise yeah very true very true yeah and I hope we haven't put anyone to sleep but yeah. if we if have, we have then, then we're, we're doing great. Maybe someone's put exactly. our podcast on and fallen asleep too. <laughs> but, We've um, done jobs. No, well, thank yeah. you. Thank you, thank you so much. And um, yeah, perfect. Thanks, Mario. All right. Bye. Bye. I'll text you later. <laughs> bye. <laughs> bye. Bye.